Good morning, everyone. I'm Michael Zerner, one of the managing partners at We Family Offices. I'm joined again this morning by Sam Sudami, our head of macro research, and we're going to continue the discussion we had last week uh, on the opportunity in fixed income markets, but we're going to drill down a little bit into the treasury market and really try to take a deep dive into what's happening with the federal debt ceiling situation and how that might impact investors who are investing in government securities, in particular U.S. Treasury bills. So welcome, Sam. Good morning. Good morning, Michael. Sam, last time, just to set the stage, we talked about you know the opportunity in, in treasuries. We talked about uh, the uncertainty we see in other asset classes. We talked about the raise and increase in interest rates uh, and how that looked to be very attractive. That trend has continued over the last week. So maybe, Sam, just to set the stage, you can remind us as to why we see an opportunity uh, in treasuries uh, in fixed income in particular, and what's been happening in the very short end of the curve uh, over the last week. And then I'll, I'll come back and we'll drill down a little further. The market is growing worried about a potential default. And this is seen through a spike in credit default swaps. And credit default swaps are like a bond market view of insurance. And the credit default swaps for U.S. bonds is now more than double than what it was during the 2011 debt ceiling debate. Albeit still very low, but double what it was, right? It is. It has spiked rather significantly. It's up to 160 basis points. That is quite high. To give you a comparison, uh, I'd heard that that level, it's three to four times that of China's government CDS levels. So clearly the market is seeing this as a serious event. What has happened is because of that uh, increasing worry over a potential default, one month treasury bills are now yielding 4.4% and two month treasury bills are yielding 5.2%. In comparison, looking at treasury bonds over a longer term, the two-year is at 3.9% and the 10-year is at 3.3%. So clearly the market is nervous about the short term. And the market is building a significant short-term premium to reflect a potential default risk. So rates on, on very short-dated treasury bills, one month, two month, are materially higher than rates on two and 10-year treasuries, which is a form of inversion. But Sam, I know that, that you see that as an opportunity for investors as opposed to a risk, which is what I really want to talk about on this morning's call. So why do, what, what's the core thesis as to why you see that as uh, an opportunity? It's because the market is now building a significant short-term premium to reflect the potential default risk. You're getting paid more to assume U.S. government risk at a shorter end. Ultimately, the U.S. does have to pay. This is considered to be a short-term uh, event. To get our hands around a potential debt default, we look at default as a function of both an ability to pay, which is economic in nature, and a willingness to pay, which is political in nature. In terms of the ability to pay, that's not really an issue. The U.S. is extremely wealthy, and the debt is also denominated in our own currency. 
Then it comes to a willingness to pay. For much of the winter and the spring, we hadn't heard anything. We were wondering, is the house even going to put a bill forward? Well, finally, at the beginning of this week, the House did put forth a plan. Although it is not likely to pass the Senate or be signed by the White House in the current format, it shows at least a willingness to talk. So ability is not in question. Willingness is what this is all about. And if I read sort of between the lines in your comments, whether they're willing to pay in May, willing to pay in June, willing to pay in July, at some point they will be willing to pay. Having said that, Sam, right, it could get very ugly in the short term. And I know one of the things that, that you have talked about is that even if it gets ugly, it's still an opportunity in short term, short dated treasury bills, which is very counterintuitive. So so let's let's go even deeper on that topic. So, of course, as you mentioned, now comes the hard part of actually reaching a compromise. But it does present opportunity. So in the very short term for bills, there's that yield premium that you're getting. The one month, the two month, during this time of what we call the X date. Now, the X date uh, is an estimate of when the U.S. might run out of money. The Treasury Department earlier this week estimated it could happen as soon as June 1st. So it's coming up. And that's why the very short term, those yields have risen to reflect this higher risk premium. But we think this is a place to pick up extra yield. But Sam, aren't I putting my principal at risk by investing in a one or two month T-bill? Ultimately, the United States government has to make good on, on its debt. The okay. political process may make it look very ugly, but at some point, a compromise has to be reached and the debt has to be paid. So interestingly, we saw this back in 2011. When it happened in 2011, as we started getting closer to this X date, ironically, treasury yield curve went down and treasury bonds went up. Ironic, because that was the very instrument that might default. That is where an opportunity can, can arise. At the short term, to pick up the yield premium, and in that middle part, the intermediate maturities, a chance for capital gain if a default were to occur, which we still think is a low probability event. Right. But let's, let's go one step further. So even though in our view and in many others' view, it represents a low probability event. It could happen. And if it did happen, I've heard you use words like cataclysmic to describe the effect of a default by the U.S. government on all asset classes around the world, which, as I see it, and please correct me if I'm wrong, is a reflection of an immediate repricing of the risk premium that investors will demand for investments above uh, the U.S. rate, which has previously been viewed as risk-free. And even if the default is a technical, you know, sort of short-term issue and everybody gets paid, people will have to factor in the risk of default going forward, which never was there for the U.S. government. That repricing of the risk premium could represent a permanent repricing of risk-based assets, which ultimately will not get recovered because that, that risk premium needs to be there from here forward. So, so with that logic, Sam, what you're suggesting is that you will get paid back in your T-bills, 
because ultimately the government will pay you back. But that markdown that we might see on the risk premium, all else being equal in risk-seeking asset classes may be permanent. Yes. So although this is a low probability event, it is also the severity is extremely high. That's why the yields have come up. And it is an extremely severe event because global assets use U.S. Treasury bonds as a reference point for risk. That's because U.S. Treasury bonds are considered risk-free. The market has long considered the credit of the United States government as ironclad. That is the reference rate in which all assets are priced. So as U.S. treasuries become volatile, so will all other assets. And then over the long term, and you hit it right on the head, the very long-term impact is what happens when risk-free is no longer risk-free. When the risk-free asset needs to have a premium of default built into it. It will cause the discount rate for all assets to rise, which would lead to a permanent haircut of assets around the world. And I think we'll leave that to finance professors at business schools around the, the world to figure out exactly how much that uh, impact will be. I suspect some of that is already being built into the risk premium, uh, which is why we've seen the kind of volatility recently in equity assets going on. So it's a very fluid situation, but I wanna be clear, Sam, we are not at all uh, suggesting to, to flee risk-seeking uh, assets. There may be a repricing that comes with the risk-seeking asset you know, space. Buckle your seatbelt. But hopefully, uh, Washington will exhibit not only the ability to pay, but the willingness to pay, which is what we're going to be watching in the next few weeks. Having said that, we are still comfortable with investments in short-dated. In fact, we do see it as an opportunity. Anything you'd like to add, Sam? I think this is the time to really buckle up and prepare for the ride. It's likely to get uh, pretty bumpy over the next month or two. It, in this time, it is important to look through the volatility by keeping an eye on the long-term goals and sticking to your long-term investment plans. Thanks, Sam. And all eyes will be on Washington. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Michael. 